You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cooper, when he did like something for Father's Day, he was like, he, he told like on his sheet that like my dad's hair color is, and then he wrote brown and you were like furious. I wasn't furious. I'm blonde. <laughs> I wasn't furious. Uh, my hair color is blonde, you know. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. I can't stop this Okay, speaking of songs. Deep inside. First of all, go, good morning, I guess. Guten Tag. Well, <laughs> have we ever told the story that Cooper said that? Like, remember yeah. I, I did tell that yeah. story? Guten Tag. Guten Tag. But he um, says guten talking. Guten talking. Guten talking. So, so I don't actually know if he's right or if I'm right. right I think it's guten talk. I think it's guten talk. Um, Yoo-hoo, some, family. As someone who is, that's German, right? Guten talk? I think so. Either way. Well, I am German and Ukrainian. I'm Dutch. Guten Tag. Dasha Keeper. Okay, so I have a story. So yesterday... Um, Nostrovia. Cooper had a friend over uh, and they were coloring and I'm like, do you guys want some music? And they're like, yeah. So first of all, I have to set this up because I have been singing like the trending sound. Riley's been singing it like, what it is, ho, what's up? What? Yeah. That's what it is, ho? Yeah. So it's like. Riley's what, been singing that song? Yes. And she knows that ho is a bad word, but we also change it to Who like, doesn't? what it is, so what's up? Every good girl needs a little love. Okay. Anyways. So we sing that all the time, but I just say what it is, ho, because it sounds like so, but I don't actually make the different because you don't like being wrong with the lyrics? No, I just don't even know. So You're committed to the hope. I am. So Cooper is coloring yesterday with his friend. And he's like, I'm like, do you want some music? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you want? Like kids bop, like 
skibbity toilet, whatever. And he's like, no, no, I want that ho song. Oh. I'm like, what? He was like, shwitty, yeah, shwitty, like shwat? what did it, what it's, what it's ho. I'm like, no. I'm like, no, that's, that's not a good word, babe. And he was like, why? I'm like, it's just like, it's what it is. So he's like, so does Santa say bad words? And I was oh, like, what? He was like, ho, ho. I was like, yes. I'm like Santa yes. likes his ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's brilliant. I know he's like Santa. what a quick rebuttal. Yeah, so maybe um, maybe he's smarter than I give him credit for. We always say no, how I'm brilliant I'm Cooper totally is. Totally kidding. He Cooper is, is super really smart. He's way smarter than me, and that's he's currently obsessed with the Titanic. And what's the other hard. one? What's the other one? What the other boat that sunk? The Lusitania. The, yeah, and he was trying to tell. He was trying to tell um, his friend yesterday, Ben, about the Lusitania because he saw the big Titanic. And then Cooper was like, well, there's also another boat called the Lusitania. And Ben is like, "Okay." And Cooper's like going on this like rampage about one of them changed their names to the Britannia. (laughs) That's me. The the Britannia. (laughs) Anyway, it was so funny hearing Cooper like talk about it. And then Ben's just like, can we go outside? Like, I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Speaking of changing their names, you changed your name from Bostophy to Britostophy. Things are crazy. Oh my God. All right, no. Um, That's risky. I feel like maybe, but at the same time, like if you search, if someone's searching Bostophy, it'll, it'll still come up because it's in my um, like bio, like oh. I, the word Bostophy. But I just thought like my, my name on TikTok is Brit Ostafi, and if people wanted to find me on the other platform, they'd be like, "Well, it's not the same." And you're not hardcore Russian. I know, and that was the issue for me is that everyone on TikTok, when I would comment, they were like, "I think people just thought that I was like not a person because it's not like a name." <laughs> Who'd they think you were? No, but like AI. Seriously, because it's like it was just a little picture of me, but like people pronounced it like Bostofi, like Bostoff. Like it, it wasn't like a person. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, if somebody's commenting and it's like a first and a last name, then it's like, Oh, like oh. they thought your name was Bostoff. Yes. And like it just, or it was like, it just didn't translate to a I don't human think, being. I don't think that's I was true. told. What do you mean? This is, I you didn't were just told. make this Someone up. was like, Oh, I always thought your name was Bostoff. Yes. Bostoff. Yes. Ostafi? I get DMs all the time. Not even Ostafi, just Bostoff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that was just my name. Hello, my name is Bustoff. Yeah, well, maybe. I guess it's that's kind of nice. That could very easily be it someone's name in yeah. another country. Yeah, not Anyways. this one. Be and someone. Not yours. Be someone. Um, that just reminded me of how much I'm enjoying country lately. I'm like a changed woman. I have a lot of friends I'm who are obsessed with country, woman. and I. It's all it seems. Was that supposed to be country? No, that was because uh, you said you're a changed woman. Okay, but I was talking about country. And I just started singing. Okay. So, well, you and I both were like, not, not, not a fan of country, but also not like, whoa, whoa, let's, let's actively be, put it on. Let's be clear. I'm, I'm not on this country summer vibe that you're on. I know. But I'm saying prior to this vibe train that I am riding, you and I were pr- pretty much on the same page. If country was playing at someone's like house, we'd be like, yeah, this is a really chill vibe. I like it. But you and I would never actively put, hey, Google, play Luke Holmes. Hey, Google, play Chris Stapleton. Do you know what I mean? So like 
I have found myself actively asking for those things. And it's just, it's a really good time. You feel good about yourself. I feel so good about myself. Like, I can't tell you how, I think we talked about this on the podcast when we didn't know who Old Dominion was. And we were at the concert and like, it, I have never felt more uncomfortable in my life. I mean, we weren't uncomfortable. Just, I felt like such an asshole. That's less about us being aware of Old Dominion and more about us being loyal to Stephen Lee Olson. So true. We went to his concert. Mm-hmm. I know. But like, it was just, like, I just felt so dumb trying to like pretend that I knew the songs. And we're also about to go to the tea party and uh, uh, don't tell me I'm Mother Earth. Yes. And I... You're like, we're going to these bands, these concerts. And I'm like, okay, I recognize the band names, but I don't, I couldn't tell you one song they sing. And then he goes to play me like six songs. Don't know any of them. That's not true. Yes, it is. I don't know them. Are they like, are they like alt rock? Cause I feel like I would like them. They are. Like Metallica. Like, is it that kind of, no, no. Who would you compare them to? No, I would put them between like a Metallica and like an Our Lady Peace. That's bizarre because I love that music and I don't know, I know their songs. I know. That's why when the offer came, I said, yes, we I, will do those. I will get on board. Now, I am I am neither a fan of either of those bands personally. Like, it's not like I would, I didn't own any of their records. I know their work right. and I know that that's the kind of music that we like. It's a little harder than like an Our Lady Peace or a Bush X or Bush, I yeah. guess you can call it if you're American. I love um, it's like an elevated brand in terms of, uh, like it's a little bit more mosh pity, okay. I would say. Well, when the songs you played me, I was like, I don't know if I'm like, are we going to be doing crowd surfing when we go there? I don't suspect we will be. Okay. Uh, I'll be 40 next year and, uh. Oh my God. That's so crazy. You're so good looking for 40. Oh, thanks. Well, not yet. Like, like you, you are good looking, but you're not 40 yet. Is what I'm Sorry, I didn't come out right. You're so good looking always. But next next year, I'm going to be like, wow, I can't believe that is mine and he's 40. You should say something like you're still really good looking at 40. Right. Well, this is the problem with men is that they age like fine wine and your grays and your beard, your silver fox is distinguished. Right. Like society, it, you're, you have gray in your beard i have you think it's blonde gray, but it's gray it's blonde it's gray it's not gray it's and gray. and if it is gray it's you're stressing me out also cooper when he did like something for father's day he was like, he he told like on his sheet that like my dad's hair color is and then he wrote brown and you were like furious i wasn't furious i'm blonde <laughs> i wasn't furious oh my hair color is blonde you know he was like that it's brown the kids always make fun of me because they say that my hair is brown and the reality of it is is like as they keep making fun of me by the way there's nothing wrong with brown hair but i i identify (laughs) as someone who has blonde hair i identify as a blonde and and i have been my entire life (laughs) and so when they're chucking shit at me because they don't think i'm blonde i just keep looking at their heads thinking I was way fucking blonder than you were <laughs> yeah, you when really I was were. your age. Your hair was that white, white blonde. It was white, 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 white. So I'm sitting here thinking, laugh it up, fuckers. <laughs> laugh it up. Because you know what you're going to be? No, you're going to go upstairs, show them all your baby pictures. Look at this shit. Yeah. Eat a dick. This is me at five. This mm-hmm. is me at nine. Look at where you're heading, buddy. Anyways. Welcome to Brown. So this episode is going to be... Um, I don't want to say deep, but we are going to have some interesting conversations. We actually stayed up last night till like 11, after 11, 1130, just like accidentally talking about 
like some really good shit. And we were going to podcast, but we were like, we're too tired because we made the fatal mistake of falling asleep in the kids' rooms when we put them to bed. And I, it, there's no coming back from that for me. Anyways, we had these really good conversations, so we're kind of just going to no extend those. Coming back to me now. You are like the king of just taking that. And the, actually, that's not true. I'm, I do that a lot, too. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to, to me Celine. now. Yeah, well, I'm not Celine. I'm a oh, man. You were trying. It was like kind of country. It's all coming back. It's all. <laughs> okay, anyways. Oh. So you yesterday, or um, wait, what's today? Friday? Wednesday. You were golfing. I was. With my dad and his two buddies. Oh, what an enjoyable son. round of golf I had with your father and his yeah. friends. Well, it, father, his brother, and his friend. But it triggered a... Like maybe internal dialogue. Well, we had the conversation last week, which has been well received, mm-hmm. is the idea of this midlife crisis kind of kind of conversation. And I'm not suggesting that I'm, well, I, I was suggesting that I was having a midlife crisis and I may in fact be and going through happening. a midlife crisis, <laughs> but I think I'm in a very introspective space in my life. I'm noticing things. Introspective. Introspective, like I'm thinking inwards. I've never heard that word. Introspective. Before. I thought you were going to say Interstellar, top favorite movie. Top favorite. <laughs> top two. Top top two for sure. <laughs> Number one and two. Uh, and I went. By the way, I screwed up. I actually meant Inception. I know you did. Okay. Hold on, sidebar. We were we were really drunk one night. We were talking about our top five favorite movies, and Ryan was like, with such conviction, Number one, Interstellar, like hardcore. Number two. Interstellar. <laughs> we were like, I really like the idea. There were they did such an oh, amazing God, that job. Movie's so good, but Inception. For if sure. you believe science, if you believe science, and it's if you believe space movie. is real, and if you believe we live on a on a spherical floating so rock so as opposed to a flat Earth, all of those fun things. Anyway, it, it was a brilliantly laid out movie. It was. My second movie was supposed to be Inception. Uh, I almost said Interstellar again. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm so you're I'm having in a, this internal dialogue. I'm having this in I've been noticing this a lot lately. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, uh, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. 
and Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. And because we have taken on so much in such a short period of time, these things are starting to like compound on yeah. top of each other. And it's not the work that, well, the work stress is it work is stressful. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of work is stressful. The timelines are stressful. But when I really do the digging, when I look at it, it's like the one thing that's missing or not connecting is the stuff that we talked about last right, night. Right. It's like the, it's like the world around me and you, we're not just talking this isn't a me thing. Mm-hmm. But we're just noticing, and, and I've I have noticed, and I've seen this numerous times, that when you do something different than the box that the world around you has put you in, there's a whole whack of different sayings around this. Like, it's like, like at first, at first they make fun of you, mm-hmm. then they resist you, then they then they say they know you, like those kind what of society things. Society deems as like a, an appropriate career, like. Yeah, if I'm not even talking about I'm not even talking about that level. Okay. Right? Because that level is like whatever, sure. I'm that's fine. It's just I'm playing golf with your dad. I got some I got a really cool story about about playing golf with your dad. Uh, and I'll tell that in a millisecond. Um, but I'm playing with your dad, and your dad's got his brother with him, and he's got his good friend with him. And these guys have been friends for years, 40, decades. 45 years. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and they all went their own different career paths. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm talking like completely different career paths. Well, yeah. two of them are in the same same space. But I thought to myself while I was playing with these older gentlemen, I wonder if I'm gonna be when I'm in my 60s and 70s, if I'm gonna be playing with my boys mm-hmm. from today. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about like, well, we talked about this before. How much do I play with my boys? <laughs> oh, wow. And How much do I, I play that, with my boys right now? I know where this is going, and I'm gonna <laughs> take a millisecond yeah, to stop sure. and think. Okay. I wonder if the connections that I have and I have made in my life, because we do not have access to each other as much as, say, your parents did. Yeah. Will I still have those people in my life, or will I have an entirely different group of people in my life? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, now your dad's got a large group. I don't think I will have that large but group. But he doesn't. Like he did. He had a core group of friends for sure. And then like everybody kind of goes their own way and they like make time to see each other, just not as much as they did. Yeah. Right. So like they're still in his life, but everybody has kind of gone their own ways in, in retirement or travel or kids, whatever. But they still make time to see each other. Yeah. And I think for you, like we were talking about yesterday, your your group of friends, you ha- you you definitely have a like a core, I would say handful of people that will be in your life forever 
it might not just be like you see them constantly, but they're the type of people that say you even get together once a year. It's like nothing has changed. M- nothing. Right. Nothing. You, you can pick literally up pick up the joke yeah. from the last time you saw each other. Right. I love those friendships. Those friendships mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. But I was having a conversation yesterday with Tara Laurie, mm-hmm. and we were having this, we were discussing this into a certain degree. And we were talking about when you take on a new project or you do something entirely different than what you've normally done. And a lot of people, especially with the economy being the way that it is, they're going to get into things like network marketing and they're going to, they're going to do these things that are like outside of the realm of what everyone knows them to be. When you enter into something for the first time, you bring with you everything that you have up to that date, your knowledge, your wisdom, all of that stuff, like your background, all of that, who you are when you start something, take something, right? But who you are when you're doing something like actually starting something and doing something are not the same starting something, doing something and finishing something completely different, right? You cannot possibly enter into something become wildly successful in that something and be, and the, be the same, same person. person. Yeah, you absolutely not. You, you just can't. It's impossible. And so we talked about the idea last night about uh, breaking up with your friends. Yeah, and it was like, honestly, it was really powerful and really sad. And then at the end, we were like, maybe it's not sad because, you know, there are certain people in your life and you'll go through motions with them. You're going through seasons and they, and you served a purpose in their life and they've served a purpose in your life. But maybe the person that you are, maybe the person that they are, are not the same as you were, like you just said, like six years ago, four years, whatever. And so you find yourself kind of like finding it hard to relate to them anymore, or maybe they're finding it hard to relate to you, whatever it is, but you no longer have that same like friendship. And I think for us, like when we were discussing it, part of it was like you, it's a breakup. Like you're kind of sad about it because you missed that version of them, or maybe they missed that version of, of you. And it's just, you're never going to get that back. And the friends I feel that kind of can adapt with you or you're adapting with them are the people that were truly meant to be in your life for the long run, right? Like it's okay to have these friendships that last a season because they served that season for whatever reason they were supposed to be there in your life for that. And this is getting back to like, if you believe in when things happen for a reason, I do like, I do feel like these people in my life at that time were supposed to be there for that. And now the people that are following my, my life throughout and I'm following theirs, those are my like almost like soulmates, right? Like in a way they're like, they're friendship soulmates, but the act of breaking, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) the act of breaking up with your friends as an adult is shitty and it's necessary. Yeah. And just to be clear, when I say like starting something new, this conversation isn't limited to people who are starting new businesses. No. Whenever you've experienced anything that would be considered like a milestone chapter in your life, and that could be like you got sick, mm-hmm. you you had kids, your kids got sick, your big parents passed things. away, like big things that like shift who you are as a human being. The people who did not experience that shift, they experienced shifts of their own. But because they didn't experience the big shift that you did at the time that you did it, 
to expect the two of you to have the same relationship when you're not the same person. Yeah. And or silly. and or it's not necessarily a you thing. Maybe it's a them thing. Sure. Maybe they just experienced something that is uniquely different than what you have. Right. And now they have an entirely different world of possibilities mm-hmm. that they think about ongoingly. And because they think about it ongoingly and it consumes them, that's who they start to become. Right. And to think for a millisecond that they're going to be the version of them that you were in high school or in mm-hmm. element or in elementary school or like go into university or in like early career. It's not practical. Right. So it's okay that it's no longer what it was. Right. You don't have to make what it is wrong. There's no morality around it, but there is a conversation that can be had. There's a reality. Yeah. There's yeah. a reality to it. And it's like, Hey, listen, isn't really serving me why why are we taking time out of our schedule to force a friendship right because like for me i'm like i'm thinking about certain i'm like i'm not gonna be like specific people but you know when you think about like hanging out with somebody and you kind of have to like work yourself up to like hang out with them whether it's like you know that it's going to be like a dumping zone and they're going through stuff and you're trying to find like a sense of relatability there and it's like it's causing you anxiety and I every single person has somebody in their life that 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 you do this to and you you might be that person for somebody else but you are that person for somebody else guaranteed absolutely but if you are finding those people for lots of people if you're finding yourself doing that like I would suggest maybe just setting up a healthy boundary. Like don't actively try to rearrange your entire life to put yourself in that position all the time. Cause that's not fun. And, and we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, but like really invest your time in the people who are going to bring back the best investment for you as an adult. If you're, if I'm personally, if I'm taking time away from my family, my kids, and like my core group of friends, my soulmates, then I really want this friendship to be like serving for both parties. You know what I mean? Like, why are you, don't waste time. Like, and that's like a shitty thing to say, but don't waste time if it's like continuing, continuously not serving you the way that you thought it would. And it's, it's a shitty reality, but it's just the truth. Like everybody has those people in your life that You've tried and it's just not what it was. And you just got to let it be like, just let it be. That doesn't mean you have to break up with them and never talk to them again. It just means set up some boundaries. Yeah. I took a, I took a communication course. It was a, it was a weekend course times two weekends. So six, six days. And they talked about something along these lines, but it was less about friendships and it was more about business. It was a business communication course. And what they talked about was just to be very clear, if you feel like you're distance distancing yourself from other people, give them an opportunity to actually experience that. Like, don't just cut them off. What I'm, what I'm suggesting, and this is what this course was all about, was it was acknowledging what was. Mm-hmm. Like, allow the person to really experience what was your friendship and how much that friendship meant to you. And, and like go through some of the various things and laugh and joke. It's almost like you're going through um, like a photo album. I know they don't do that anymore, but it's almost like you go through a photo album of all the things that were and why your friendship was great. And you acknowledge what it was, acknowledge them for who they were for you and who you were for them. And then once that acknowledgement is done and the recap, this goes, this is the exact same thing as our quarterly, as as our quarterly check-ins. Yeah. Go through the the quarter is in our situation, but go through your friendship, acknowledge it for what it was. 
and then create new structures for fulfillment and fulfillment fulfillment um where you actually get to like co-create because we live in this world where your thoughts are your environment but they're in a conversation with another human being, there are multiple conversations that are happening. Mm-hmm. In this conversation right now between you and I, there's me to you, you to me, me to me, you to you. Mm-hmm. There's four conversations happening and now there just happens to be thousands of other people listening to this. But the reality of it is, is every time I talk to you, I'm talking to you and talking to myself mm-hmm. at the same time. And so when we live in this world where that's the reality of it, if you don't co-create and by co-create, I mean like actually have a conversation with someone where the two of you create the structure for fulfillment. And like that you're talking about co-creating as a friendship. As a friendship. Yeah. To say, hey, listen, this is, it was such an amazing time we had together. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. Thank you so much for being here for me. When this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me, you were there for me. Nobody yeah. else was there for me, but you were there for me. And that meant so much to me. And now there's been so much life that has happened. And I think you would agree that our, our proximity has an issue. This mm-hmm. has an issue. This has an issue. We're not the same as we were before. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. However, given the situation that we're in, given the circumstances that we have, and given the relationship that we're now building, I'd like to create a new experience for us. And new expectations. like, And that's what it comes down yeah. to. You know, you go back to like when we were kids <clears throat> and we were having sex for the first time. As children? Not not, not as children, but, but as like, kids. yeah, yeah. When we were, well, young adults. when we were young adults okay. and we were having sex for the first time. And this may come as a surprise to you, but men tend to like count how often they have sex. Um, and so in the first like week of us exploring this, it was like exploring this multiple times a day, right? Well, if I, if I have that first three months of our lives together sexually as the baseline from how our relationship would work, we are a abysmal failure now. Mm-hmm. We are a failure in a relationship if that's abysmal. the abysmal. Wow. Well, if you have 16, if you have sex no, 16 times in I four days, fully and then you have 16 times in a year and a half, I would say that's a joke, but maybe not so joke. <laughs> okay. Anyways, it would be an abysmal failure, but that, that can't be the baseline because who we are today and who we were when we first got together in the first three months of us finding each other and discovering each other and having all that passion and having all that spark that isn't <clears throat> that isn't life right now. Yeah. We have jobs, we have mortgages, we have careers, we have family, we have kids, we have responsibilities. We have all of these things we didn't have back then. So to to have it as like we used to do this is unfair. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing in your personal relationships. To be able to say, "Oh, we used to go out on Tuesdays and we used to go out on Thursdays and we used to go out on Saturdays and we drink our faces off and we party and we puke and we do all these things, puke and rally, and we used to go to we used to go to pools all the time. Why don't we do that anymore?" I don't know because I have two children. It's just like the movie clip that we just watched Platonic with Joe um Rogan um whatever yeah. where they like their friendship served them when they were friends but now she's married with a family and he is not anyways anyways we're just saying it was a it was a heavy conversation but it was really um necessary it kind of just allowed us to experience the emotions through the friendships and the breakups and it's okay to break up yeah Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. 
Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Okay, so I want to tell you about this TikTok that I saw. Tell me about it, Um, stud. It's called Five Steps to the Million Dollar Morning Routine. And I really like it for multiple reasons. And I'm going to paraphrase um, most of the steps. So the first one that this woman talks about. This is Mel Robbins? Mel Robbins? No, I don't know who she is. It was a repost on someone else's page. And I'll try to link the actual person after. Do you recognize her? her. Mel Robbins? Okay. So she... She says, okay, number one, set an alarm, okay, and do not press snooze. She's like, if you think that you are going to make millions of dollars, because this whole thing is about like the million dollar morning, you're going to be successful, make a million dollars and like shoot your career. Shoot it. If you cannot rely on yourself to get your ass out of bed at the time that you set, How do you think that you're going to rely on yourself when shit actually gets rough through your progression of your career or whatever you're trying to launch? If you simply cannot get your ass out of bed during your alarm and you press snooze, that action you're going to see in your work ethic. So this project's due, I'll, I'll push it off. You know what I mean? I'm like, I love that. That's true. I also... I hate waking up early. I hate it. And with kids, it's just impossible. But I, you are really good at setting an alarm. Like when you go to the gym, you're like, I'm fucking out the door. So that's very impressive. So there's some things to this because I I don't know what you're about to talk about. So I'll just, I'll just add to it. Please. There's two things. Number one, you have to know yourself as someone who's committed. Yeah. If you don't know yourself as someone who's committed, you don't trust yourself as someone who's committed. Correct. And you will do exactly what you just talked about. You have to know yourself as someone who is capable of saying X and then X happens. Mm-hmm. And then two, there's a study that I saw that said when you hit this the snooze button, it actually fucks you up because you are in, and I don't know the patterns of sleep, so please, I'm not a sleep doctor, but when you are in sleep, catonic REM, whatever it is, sleep, and your alarm wakes you up, it wakes you up. Right. The second you decide to go back to sleep, you immediately start your sleep cycle again. Yeah. And so if you try to sleep, if you try to sleep for that extra 10 minutes, you are literally screwing your entire rhythm up. I totally Because it, it, your body tries to get back to sleep And you mode. never fully get back to sleep. You can't do it. But that's when you asked me how I was so grumpy this morning is because when Cooper came barrel rolling into the room at five whatever, I did not go back to sleep. I should have got up at five o'clock because I was now, first of all, 
terrified because we talk about how Cooper fucking comes into the room. Ultimate warrior style. He's insane. But when he jumps off the bed of his own bed, he you can hear it. So that like alerts me. And then I, I look at the doorway and I see him fucking charging into the room. Anyways, that's why I was like grumpy because then for three, two, three hours, I'm sitting there like trying to go to sleep, but not never actually asleep. So I was, I woke up pretty grumpy. So I apologize. Cause I was like super crusty. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Apology accepted, Dominus. The second one, I have heard this so many times, so many times, and I am really trying. I've done it for the past three days, is make your bed. And the theory behind making your bed is literally just, if you do nothing all day, if you get nothing accomplished, but you have made your bed, it does something in your brain you at are the end of the day when you go into your bedroom, you're like, okay. Like I made my bed. Your life is smooth. Actually, John Edwards just talked about this when we were interviewing him. He's like, I live in a space of calm because if I live, if my house is chaotic, if things are cluttered, then my brain's chaotic. And so when you retire to your bedroom and it's a clean space of calm, you are going to sleep in a better space, right? So I'm like, okay, I really like that. I have been making our bed. It's something that I'm like actually enjoying and I'm going to continue. Number three. I'd love to make the bed, but I get out of it. And the kids are sleeping. And you're still in it. <laughs> or one of the Can children. Can you imagine I just folded it over your head, put the pillows there? I think it's one of those I things, I want to be accomplished this morning. I, I'm like suffocating. Here's your alarm, bitch. I'm doing the million dollar morning. Okay. Anyways, I think too, though, that can apply because this can be hard for parents, especially with young kids. If they come into your bedroom, you don't have to do it right away. Like I actually went back upstairs after I came down grumpy as fuck. And I went back upstairs when everyone was awake and made the bed before like my full morning started. There's a super amazing, like, uh, what do you call it? He's a sergeant um admiral okay. whatever at a university and he does a speech talking about make your fucking bed yeah it is so powerful and when you understand the when you understand the psyche behind it right it makes total sense yeah it start just, your day off accomplishing tasks yes so number three is a mix of um oh she calls it uh have a little huddle with yourself so when you go to the bathroom you're going to not masturbate look oh. at your face <laughs> You're going to, she's like, this I is going to sound. myself every morning. <laughs> this is going to sound Ready, super. break. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to. Oh, Ryan's having a little self huddle. So she says, go to the bathroom after you pee or whatever, and you're going to high five yourself. And it's going to seem super, super stupid and silly, but you're going to start off your day with praising yourself, giving yourself that connection that uplifting like affirmations by giving yourself a high five in the mirror she's like i don't give a shit how dumb it sounds when you start that off with positivity and you believe in yourself like yeah we're gonna fucking do this it makes a huge difference every day which i'm like i love do you remember when i went through that like pre 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 midlife crisis like four years ago yeah and i put on the i put on the yes i loved that the mirror in our room i am enough yeah, I, I liked that. Um, I thought you were going to do like multiple ones, but it just stayed no, there for no, a while. No, because that was the unanswerable yeah, question that true. I had was, am I doing enough? Am I am, am I enough? Like, And something that you would just read every morning. Every morning it was like, you are enough. Yeah. You are enough. You are that. enough. And then eventually, what did, like, I, well, what, shit. what did I erase? Everything but the word enough. You are. I just erased it all. And I just had enough. enough. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, enough. And you're like, that's is, your dad voice. Enough. Enough. <laughs> 
my whole thing was enough is enough. Stop asking yourself this question. You know yourself to be enough. Yeah. yeah. Just stop asking it and just start being it. Number four, move your body and move your mind. So simply, this is such a big one. She's like, get your ass out of bed. Do not look at your fucking phone. Go to the bathroom. You're going to brush your teeth and you're not going to pick up your fucking phone. You're going to do nothing until you are ready to get to work. Because what this does is that you are inviting the stress of your job or your socials or whatever, and you are putting the precedence of that over your mental health over you. Because now you are allowing all of these stresses to come before you Mm. and your routine. And I'm like, it's so true. I like that. Like, so true. I'm not ready to invite you into my mental space right now. So when I am ready, when I've done all of my things that I need to get done, and then I can actively say, yes, I am going to invite this, then I'm in that mental space where I am prepared. But when you first wake up, it's not, it's not it. So this is something that I'm going to really try to do because that's, it's so nat, like so natural and habitual to literally look at your phone, look at the time and then like scroll emails, socials, whatever. So I'm going to try to actively not do that. Can't stop, won't stop. Move your body can be literally anywhere between like just literally getting out of bed and like walking downstairs if you want to go for a walk outside, but just get up. What about the morning huddle at the same time? Like what if I do both of those at the exact same time? Perfect. That's great. Work up a sweat. Perfect. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then the last one goes along the lines of like, you're going to do something little that is actively going to progress you to the end goal. So say you're starting a new business, right? Mm. She's like, take five minutes to roll that ball a meter down the field. Like every- Three three feet alone. Every day you're going to do at least five, 10, 15 minutes of progress because once you're constantly and actively- in that mental space of your goal, even if it's the smallest amount, you are putting effort towards that. And it's going to eventually get easier. You're eventually going to do more. And at the end, you're going to be like, holy shit, I just built this whole thing. It might have taken longer than you thought, but it's going to be better than doing zero. And then one day being like, holy fuck, I have to, I haven't done anything. I have to, I have to put in a hundred percent now where maybe you can only afford to put in 3% a week, whatever it is, but you got to keep progressively, like actively doing things to reach your goal. I love that. Darren Hardy wrote a book called The Compound Effect. And that's essentially what he's saying is every single day, progressively get closer and closer and closer. And I do this when I don't, I, I said this to Jake the other day, we were talking about it and I said, I'm really hard on myself when it comes to my body. And what I started to realize was if I can look in the mirror, not like what I see, but be able to say to myself, what I did yesterday got me closer to where I want to go tomorrow. As long as I can say that, mm-hmm. I know eventually I'll get there. Right. And then uh, I think it was Bill Gates, whom I'm not a huge fan of, but like I believe it was Bill Gates that said something like, people grossly overestimate what they can do in, a, in one year period of time, and they grossly underestimate what they can do in five years. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like there are so many things that can happen if you give it a little bit of time, but consistent effort. I yeah. love those. Yeah, super good, right? I so love those. I'm gonna, I'm going to start the million, what is million it? dollar morning, million routine. dollar morning routine. Well, mm-hmm. good luck out there, millionaires. <laughs> God, have a good one. No, wait, don't you want to do this movie? No, thing? No, it's gonna be way too much. We'll save that for a full next podcast. Oh, you gonna do it later? So you gonna do it later? Yes. All right. Okay. Bye. Shakarong. Oh.
I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.